So I guess we can kind of just just go from the off then and uh, talk about, like, firstly, where are you both at the moment? That is a good question. I guess I'll start. Um, I'm actually in Manhattan Beach, which is kind of part of LA, maybe you could consider. Um, and like, I'm like right by the ocean, just got out of a surf. So <laughs> uh, pretty, pretty typical things, you know, in the van. Living the dream. Yeah, and- Living the dream. <laughs> um, I'm in really the only place cooler than LA in America. I don't know if you guys know, but it's called Blacksburg, Virginia really tiny <laughs> tiny town in uh southwest virginia so i'm just at school we have to get tested for actually the virus your boy was tested oh, yeah. negative just so you guys know but uh yeah i'm just chilling training till school starts <laughs> that's sweet yeah i saw there's a lot of the i saw a lot of guys that are going back into like nca schools as well having to do like a load of testing just mm-hmm. to kind of get back on campus and stuff it looks pretty intense over there mm-hmm yeah, I'm not sure what I'm allowed to say and what I'm not allowed to say. And hopefully I'm allowed to say this, but generally some people I know actually got tested positive who are really close to me, maybe a couple houses away. I don't think I can provide the names. <laughs> like friends might have tested positive and it actually has been a very big shock to everyone here. Like everyone's kind of like, uh-oh, now we got to stay inside. Did I like come in contact with those people? Uh-oh, did I eat some food with those people? um so everyone's kind of been scrambling and around and that's really <laughs> weird that's the scary thing it's like well obviously the uk is really different to the us to a certain degree i mean neither countries dealt with the whole situation incredibly uh but how has how, that been affecting your like your guys sort of daily life and stuff um i think like at least for me it's been interesting because depending on where i am at the moment that kind of like decides whether or not it has a large impact or like not as large of an impact like especially at home like especially being around my parents I had to like consider a little bit more like what I'm doing but now that it's just me in the van like I'm going to pockets of like younger people that are around my age and it it feels as if it doesn't exist it sounds awful to say but like when I go up to Santa Barbara like we're all just hanging out as if nothing's ever happening uh, but like we're all pretty vigilant and like pretty aware and they've already had it so I'm pretty lucky to come in at a time that right after they had all had it. So I feel like somewhat confident that I may have not contracted it there. Um, but I don't know. It just really depends on where I am. I don't know. There's a weird sentiment in America and it, mm-hmm. it varies across the country. When, when Bashir and I were driving across, we saw the entire scope of lockdown to not lockdown at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's kind of been, it's sort of been weird over here because it, it's very much the same thing where now like younger people do have that because we were on a really strict lockdown, but now exactly. there's like that little bit of freedom for people sort of, you know, in and around our age and mm-hmm. whether, you know, you're taking advantage of it or not, you can't, you can't keep yourself locked away forever sort of thing. And it, it's nice to see people getting back to a bit of normality, but it, it, it's similar here where, you know, some people are still like stressing about it and whatever, but mm-hmm. I think for the most part, people are just trying to get on with their lives a little bit. What has yeah, daily I, life been like for you guys? Exactly. I actually really want to know because we don't know anything about the UK. We're so yeah. focused on all the cases here. Yeah. Well, I think for the for the UK part, we went through, what was it, 12-week selfie where we literally couldn't really like leave sort of the mm-hmm. vicinity of our area in that like, you know, if, you're, if you live in this town or you live in this village, that's where you are now for the next, you know, three months. Uh, mm-hmm. 
and you know that that's the way it was obviously no racing or anything you couldn't meet up with training groups or your friends kind of thing it was just it was pretty dead to be honest like you couldn't work uh, most places were closed most like work is put on furlough um but yeah i don't know what it was like for you in sheffield i live really rurally so my life didn't change like a crazy amount because i still have the hills behind me like I trained by myself a lot of the time, so it wasn't really a big deal. But obviously for you, Alfie, that's, it was really different because you live in a city and you train with a group. Yeah, it was completely different. I basically I didn't meet up with anyone, obviously, in the space of, I think it was like start of April or end of March until mm-hmm. mid late June, I think it was. I can't remember the exact dates, but basically all it was was run by yourself, do everything by yourself. You can't meet up with anyone. And I also yeah. got a text saying I'm, I'm in the at-risk category, so I have to self-isolate which oh. I don't know why they send that me because I've never like heard anything but so that's sort of like one of them things where you don't know what to do because mm-hmm. I personally don't see why I would be in that category but if they've sent something then surely they know something that I don't so I think a lot of it is same as everyone where they don't actually have a clue what's going on and yeah. it, they sort of just take oh. it day by day basically I'm interested to find out like where do when you obviously drove across the country like which places did you go like which were like worse if so to speak or like didn't really care and was it like the southern states or mm-hmm. we're not really sure yeah. like american wise i'm not very good at my ge- geography there and stuff like that yeah you could you could kind of say america i would split into loosely the east the middle and the west like that would be the loose way to say it and yeah. we're kind of from the east and here people were pretty on it i mean it wasn't like crazy because it wasn't blowing up we where we are, there's no huge cities around us, but people were like very t- cognizant of what's going on. But as we traveled, the middle was really like loose. They really actually didn't care. It was wasn't crazy. like, I would, we would get more looks for having masks on than if we didn't have them on. That's <laughs> how, how I would say it. I remember I walked into a store, I had a mask on and everyone's just like, what's going on? Like everyone, the, everyone's head is pointing towards me like a movie. Um, <laughs> And then I would say going towards the West, it kind of levels out. It's a lot like the East people take it pretty seriously, but I'd say that middle. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I kind definitely. of found that when, like, when I sort of went across my university visits and stuff, mm-hmm. I, I was born in Portland, which, you know, really liberal, mm. liberal area, lovely place to be in, whatever. But I went on a visit, which was, so I went to Portland, Iona, University of Arkansas, and then Tulsa. And you really get to see... Mm-hmm just in those like four or five places the the difference in like culture and all, and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff in the u.s and i can imagine that very much does carry over in, into the whole yeah. the covid situation completely yeah i think like each state is just so individualized and like even each town like i mean i'm sure that is how it is where you are but like america just is so large that it can become so divided and so different and it's it's really interesting to see that yeah, we were saying about that before, because it's kind of like you've got every biome, every sort of weather space that you can want yeah. in the US. And for like us, it's like we have to go to Europe, we have to get yeah. there, then uh, everywhere else. But for you guys, it's sort of, you, you're still traveling just as far, but it is still the same country. You're kind of, I guess, kind of jealous of that. It is cool to be able to like travel to different European countries mm-hmm. and whatever, but it's still cool to be able to have that and call it, you know, like this is the country you live in and it's got pretty much every sort of weather space that you'd want. This, this is a question that we asked to Spencer Brown that I felt like was really interesting. Bashir, you know this one. Mm. Um, this isn't a podcast that hasn't come out yet, but it will come out soon. 
Um, but we asked him like, what is a controversial belief that you have? Or like, uh, like a kind of like belief that maybe like not a lot of people have. And I just, I just want to pose it to you guys because not to say that, like, I don't know you guys super well, but we did sort of just meet. So I feel like this will like, I feel like this is a great segue into like learning a little bit about you guys. Um, and, and while you guys think, I guess I'll just say what Spencer said. So A, so you guys can think and B, so you kind of know the direction he went. And to the best of my memory, Spencer was like, yeah, one day I woke up and I looked at my training and everything. And you're like, and he was like, wait why do we run? He was like, running is so like meaningless. He was like, we're not the fastest land mammals. Like <laughs> cheetahs can beat <laughs> us. Like, like we just run arbitrary times and arbitrary distances. Yeah. And he was like, he had this thought and he was like, huh, am I going to run today? Like that's kind of the direction he went with it. Just something slightly, slightly controversial that opened up a lot about him. Yeah. What about you guys? What about you guys? I'll be, I'll let you go want. first because I'm trying to think what, I was, hoping, I was hoping you were going to take the lead on this one. Um, <laughs> see, I would class it's myself quite a, I would class myself as quite a boring person, so I'm not very controversial. So <laughs> I'd probably say, and this is quite a weird one because it has nothing to do with running. It's not even that. But you're like, everyone in the UK absolutely loves going to the pub and drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, for some reason, have some weird, like, hatred towards alcohol. And mm. anyone who has it, I just can't, I can't like, like be with people who drink alcohol. I've uh-huh. never drank alcohol. And obviously that's not very exciting, but sort of like, I'd say that is cause from a country like the UK, everyone's obsessed with alcohol. Like right. Beer. So that's yeah, sort of. That's ingrained my... in the culture to, to be able to like think against that is, is cool. And like individual in itself, because it really is just following the way that everyone else mm-hmm. goes. If, if you think any other. Yeah. yeah Abby, how like thought. where did that where does that stem from? If it's ingrained in the culture, where does it stem from? Do you have any like idea? God, way back in the days of me like <laughs> and probably warriors and stuff like that, like just coming back after like killing villages of people and just drinking mm-hmm. together. Like, I genuinely think that's probably the like I'm no historian, so <laughs> no one quotes me on this. That's the way I, mad- I imagine things work. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. It, it, the drinking culture in the UK is, I mean, I, I, I assume it's probably worse than a lot of places. I think as, mm-hmm. as a country, we probably wouldn't say that because it is so ingrained in our culture. But like, I had people my age in lockdown who were always moaning about like the pubs not being open and not mm. being able to go out drinking oh it's like, like yo you're 19 like, <laughs> like this is a problem this is a big problem like this genuinely yeah. it's not like oh i'm just missing going to the pub it's like you this isn't good man this isn't good right <laughs> so obviously you guys are like like making this company you could say right? It's totally unexpected for people your age. Would you like maybe draw a link of some of those nights where you're not going out, you're not partying or pubbing, I don't know what they call it in the UK, to like you've been able <laughs> to focus a little bit more, double down and grown this, uh, like grown this thing that maybe a little bit of your peers wouldn't be able to because they're out being wild 24-7. Or is there, I don't know, what do you guys think about that? Do you want to, basically, so I'll speak for myself here because Rory has different abilities that I lack especially at the start when obviously social skills like he was carrying all the podcasts so I'd say my benefits (laughs) from not going out definitely lie in sort of 
staying up and doing like website things and stuff and like planning mm-hmm. content and stuff. But Rory is one of a better word, a social butterfly. So he, <laughs> he does enjoy, he does enjoy going out and getting, getting those drinks in. But I think that's also yeah. an added benefit because he can basically talk for England, which is always handy. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you guys sound flight. like a good pairing. Like, I feel like, you know, you guys are like the UK, Zach and Bashir. <laughs> Not literally, but like, um, like, you know, like, I feel like you guys really do like pair well together. Like, I feel like it's uh, like a good contrast, you know? Yeah, well, I've had a few good conversations with uh, Alfie's girlfriend. Um, <laughs> you know, she does occasionally get jealous of the amount of phone calls that we have, which is fine. I, I understand. <laughs> right. you know, that's okay. <laughs> She's intimidated. You can't win them all. Um, <laughs> apparently, there was an audible sigh the last time I called Alfie. That true, Alfie, can you confirm? Uh, yeah, and that's why I'm on the floor now, because she kicks me off the bed, because she's just fed up with us being together, really. And now she's pulling her face behind the camera. (laughs) Well, shout out Romy. Um, But yeah, for me, uh, I would love to grow to branded. Like I haven't. The big thing for me is I don't like I don't go out with my friends or go out drinking ever unless I feel like it's been earned and like I've been training hard and working Mm -hmm. hard and all that sort of stuff. Like I I could never. So when I'm injured, I don't. you know, if I'm going through a rest period, I don't because I, I just don't feel like I've I've been able to earn it. And, and you know, you've got to have the one or you know, a few blowouts a year where you just enjoy yourself. But it, it, mm. it's a really strict lifestyle, um, which is, you know, sometimes tough to follow. But I don't know. For me, I I don't really have time for that at the moment because you know, me and Alfie are trying to do what we can with right. this. Uh, I'm still keeping busy at work uh and, I, and i'm still you know training all the time luckily i'm going to be at university soon and you know where, where i'm working now i won't be working uh, so i'm gonna have a lot more free time and it yeah will, it'll help me and i'll feel a lot definitely i feel like um like i think it's so cool what you guys are doing with your platform and i would just love to get some insight into like you know how did this come to be like have you guys worked together a lot in the past like do you guys like just ideate all the time, like different businesses you could start or different avenues? And like, how do you guys know each other? Like, I, sorry about the ignorance and I, I don't know how you guys came to be. So I would just love to hear like, kind of like the backstory because I know like for Bashir and I, we're constantly trying different like business ventures and right. little, little side projects. And so I feel like it'd be really interesting to get into your mind. Yeah, that's cool. I'll, I'll let Alfie go, go for a little bit of that one then. So it's, it's quite a strange one actually, because obviously, I originally started this Instagram as like a, a last year, basically as mm. like a, it, the first name as actually, I've started saying this now, but the first name was teaming, like teaming a Britain. So it was like a, it was going to be like a fan page of teaming a Britain. And then I decided that's definitely not what I want to do. So, yeah. yeah. So then obviously it started going and then me and Rory know each other from running anyway. Um, I'm not actually sure how we first ever met. Maybe when I beat you in that road race, Rory, which has never happened. It was, it was. But so he, so we were, <laughs> yeah, man. Like we, I, I was, I raced the dumbest race of my life. Uh, it was a five k race, and I kicked like a k in. God, I was so naive, and then Alfie just cruised past me like fifty years ago. ago. Oh, was oh it? I just remember just absolutely leaving you in the dust, Rory. But Ooh. it's never happened again. It's never happened oh. again. He's beating everyone. <laughs> when was race. this? Like how long ago was this? uh 2017 2016 oh okay okay so he, Rory was quite late to the sport he was he was 
too busy playing football or soccer, whatever you want to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, but yeah, I'd say as a, as a brand at the minute, we're sort of still trying to get sort of settled. Um, yeah. So we're not really on on the other business venture side. We're sort of we have things obviously we want to cover and want to like potentially do, but at the minute it'd sort of be counterproductive for us because we can't really, we're not set, like everything, like the foundations aren't yeah. set with this yet. So it's sort of, um, it's in the works, but it's just how long it'll be in the works for, basically. I'm sure you know what that's like. It's very course, frustrating. Yeah, and so, yeah. of course we want, we want it to be like a successful business, but we, we just want it, it to be, we want to be at a point where it's like, look, this is where we want to go with it. We can now do that. But right now it's gathering the right following, uh, having the loyalty of, of people who follow Trackster and who are genuinely interested by it and, and then opening up those ventures. And because obviously like we, we do put time in and we've, we've never made any profits from Trackster. Uh, we've never used a paywall. We've never expected anyone to put money out because accessibility is one of the biggest things. There are companies out there whose names I don't particularly need to mention because we all know exactly who it is. Who, we you know, start, with you. start with an F. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it does. It does. And it's like, you know what? There's a lot of people out there who love the sport and it's a relatively accessible sport, but it's like, well, oh, so you want to read about this person today? Well, like, give me $35 a month and then you can read that article. It's like, well, it's not what the sport's about. Like, don't profit off a sport that isn't already generating like loads and loads of money. And if, Oh wow, there they are. Oh, we're banned. We are banned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got banned. Actually, Alfie, if you want to tell the story about that comic, cause it was a corker. So this comment is actually hilarious. I liked it. How it was actually the same day I listened to yours and Ben's podcast and you were speaking mm-hmm. about this. So I used that as, Definitely. but basically they put a post out uh, and basically just said, check out this race we're doing we're going to be hosting it and you can click watch it here in our bio so i just commented saying something along the lines is i thought this was going to be free you got me for a second and it basically got more likes than the post was on because the post was doing really bad it had like five comments and that was the mm-hmm. top comment and obviously on instagram how it works is you see a comment don't you underneath the post and that was just getting likes yeah. so we just got blocked basically which i'm not too bothered about but I don't know. They That's like how pop- you guys know you're making progress. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's exactly. Um, it's just a shame that, you know, we couldn't obviously plagiarize more of their content because apparently it's all they care about is copywriting people. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a sad day. It's now you have to day. make like separate accounts to slide on in and like get their content and then <laughs> plagiarize it, of course. Yeah. They are sharp with it, to be fair to them. They're very sharp with the posts, but mm-hmm. I just wish it was actually worth actually some valuable knowledge rather than like i think you said like tmz sort of style exactly yeah definitely obviously not yeah, mentioning who this is who this is <laughs> we won't but this is regarding a un- you can hear that on our podcast we, we we talked about it <laughs> on bins <laughs> and we're not blocked <laughs> yeah that, after this podcast weird. maybe maybe a different result we but it's, maybe, really interesting, yeah. it's really interesting talking to uh you guys and ben and Zach was kind of touching on it on like the goals for like tracks and everything, because me and Zach, our passion might just be making money sometimes. Like yeah. we have so many different, <laughs> like it sounds terrible, but I'm to be honest, we try so many different ventures and so many random things that 
I think sometimes we lose sight of, oh, actually you can just put your heart and soul into one thing. And uh, not that we don't do that. And Zach super does it with his uh, live well and everything, but it's really been great hearing guys doing the same thing in the sport. But like, actually I really just care about the passion and you guys yeah. are definitely super passionate, like taking no profits, no paywalls. You guys just want to further it. And that's just awesome. It's making me rethink like, uh Oh, what should I be focused on? Yeah. No, man, it, it, the, the big goal, that's what the big goal has to be. Otherwise, like, you know, there's, there's a certain degree where it's like, well, why are you doing it? And where, at what point are you getting, you know, that similar return to what you're, you're trying to give to people? Because it's, as you all know, like you guys put in a lot of effort, like, you put in a lot of effort and it's kind of, yeah. like, well, you, it's, it's great that you're making people happy and it's great that, you, that you're able to give those sort of benefits, but you know, it, you kind of have to give back to yourself as well. And like you say, yeah. you want the successful business ventures. You want to be able to do this, that, and the other. Yeah, for sure. Oh man. <laughs> I feel like Bashir and I, we do like love to just try and make money. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. that does sound bad, but like, it's just a weird thing where like, we just have this passion for making money. Like, our passion is making money. Like, I don't know. It's weird to say, but like, it's just the pursuit. I feel like it's like the game of it, you know? And like that, like often manifests itself in things that we're really passionate about. But like, it often starts from a rather like conceited route, I would say, you know? <laughs> and I think sometimes to admit it is like hard, but honestly, like being, being truthful with yourself is important in cases mm-hmm. like that, because like, you do have to know your motives, you have to know exactly why you're in it. And just yeah. quickly, because your listeners might not fully know, they might be thinking, you know, me and Zach are actually loaded. Uh, no, I actually shop at Walmart very frequently. I'm very stingy and cheap. So <laughs> we love making money, but we might not be the best at it. Like, I don't want no one, no one be in the comments like, yo, Zach and Bashir have MLS $400. You guys are, no, actually, actually, we actually are on a budget. We are balling on a budget, but uh, <laughs> I just want to make and, that clear because if people don't know, they might not know. And anybody that knows the podcast knows that we do that from the heart. The, the podcast is our sole project. That's our, like, our baby. Yeah, I'm for sure. And it's like, well, actually, you guys asked, you know, how we met. And, you know, obviously, Alfie, me and Alfie are familiar with, with you know, your story and your kind of origin <laughs> stories, but... I mean, I, I seriously doubt that anyone listening to this on our end doesn't know who, who you guys are or how you met or whatever. But, like, if you guys want to talk a little bit about that, just, just for that, that little backstory. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, Bashir and I go way back to my sophomore year, I believe, of cross-country. Or maybe it was my freshman year. It was my freshman year. And I'd been injured the end of my eighth-grade year of cross-country. And I came around my – freshman year and I was still like really recovering from my injury and there was this dude Bashir and he was like this new dude on the team I knew everybody on the team and Bashir was just killing it like I was like oh shoot who is this dude because I was like man maybe I'll be like one of the top dogs this year who knows like I was still coming back from injury and Bashir was killing it and eventually like the time came around for us to be training together after I recovered and like we instantly like clicked and we just became incredibly good friends through training every day and then hanging out all the time after practice and then, you know, team meetings as we would call them every now and then, <laughs> which may just be hangout sessions. Sorry, uh-huh. Mrs. Masabo. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah. And like from there, it kind of just blossomed into more of like a friendship than a running relationship. And like from there it turned into business ventures. And then after high school, it turned into like an incredible friendship. And I feel like it all blossomed from there. 
um, and like different things have occurred in time. And, you know, my YouTube channel started up right before my freshman year of college and I kind of grew a little bit of an audience and like, all I was thinking was like, mm, like what, what can Bashir and I do? And the podcast felt like such a natural thing to do because like we often had calls that lasted for like right. an hour and we were like, well, why don't we just record these every now and then and turn it into a podcast? It just makes sense. And so we've been going on that now for over a year and you know, it's, it's, it's really cool. Like how our friendship kind of developed and mm -hmm. blossomed over time. One thing that not many people know, like even if you've listened to our podcast, our fans, your fans, things that people would know is that me and Zach had this one conversation at the YMCA that we don't really, like we haven't talked about on podcasts and stuff. Yeah. And it was a very random moment, but we both just remember it so highly. And we had been working out at the YMCA. That's like a gym out here. And we just went out into the lawn and we were chilling. It was a nice day, you know, 75 degrees. I don't know what the Celsius <laughs> is. Y'all have the Celsius things. But, uh, it sounds warmer than it is here. It sounds yeah. warmer than it is. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice. And we just were like talking about life. I could not tell you what we were talking about. We were talking about life. But we both kind of came away from that day. And we were like, oh, yeah, like this is going to be a long friendship. And yeah. I was just bringing that up in the sense of like we were friends in high school. But I think that was a moment where we were like, oh, yeah, like we can actually do something with each other to take that further. So Absolutely. that's just the thing about it. Yeah, that was a crazy moment. Like we just sat on the field and maybe talked for like hour to two hours. I like I feel like it was a really long time that we were there. Like, and we were just talking about everything, just the ins and outs of life and like things just deeper than like surface level gym conversation. And I think that was the point where we were like, oh shoot, like <laughs> there's something here. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was a crazy moment. We haven't really talked about that much. That's so cool though. Like it's clear how close you guys are and that you've known each other for ages and Stuff like that is important. I mean, me and Alfie occasionally have deep conversations that are normally interrupted by his girlfriend, which mm -hmm. is fine. It's okay. <laughs> Once again, jealousy is a cruel thing. But on to what you were saying about, you know, the sort of like deeper conversations, the question that me and Alfie had for you guys was, you know, if, if you guys had the power and if money was no object, sort of like what would you change about, I don't know, about, about the US or about the world or whatever sort of like microcosm you want to take from it? Ooh, mm. you guys well, said this is a hard-hitting one. Wow, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna do what we did earlier. Zach, you take this one first. You take it first. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is a hard one. <laughs> this is a heavy one to plant on me this year. Um, I'm gonna kind of think on this a little bit. I think like um, I don't know. Hmm. Let me let me, let me take a second. One, let me take a second. Okay, I okay. actually have one. Um, so something I would say. That's not like super unrealistic. Like I won't be like, I would end world hunger, something that doesn't have a clear sight. If I had a lot of money, I would start just a giant mental health campaign. Not in the sense of that, like there are mental health campaigns and I'm actually not big. Like you don't see me like retweeting a bunch of things about mental health, but I think that, especially in athletics, the first thing people do is like physically train, you know? They work on that. If they have a bad race, oh, I got to change my training. And like if people, but you take that outside of athletics, if people aren't living the life they want to live, oh, I got to go back to school or oh, I don't know how to do this or that. I think people just undervalue the mind. Like I wouldn't do a mental health campaign on like depression. Things like that. I would just do a campaign on expanding people's knowledge of what the mind can do. Cause I'm, I truly do believe the mind is key to everything. And before you start increasing your training by 40 miles, or 500 kilometers whatever the conversion is Definitely. 
like maybe look inside and see how am I thinking about things? How am I thinking about life? Before you go to taking these pills for depression, how is your outtake on life? Before you go back to school, am I thinking about how I can make my life better? I think that people really undervalue that, at least in the US. I don't know too much about other societies and I could, it could be very different, but in the US, people really don't push that on you. Like they're never saying, yeah. well, how are you thinking about that? You race bad, how do you feel about that? Are you okay inside? And I would just want to make a campaign saying, hey guys, check your mind, make sure your mental health is okay. It's not a bad thing to be in bad states at sometimes and know how to deal with that. So that's what I would do if I had a bunch of money. Maybe I'll do it someday, but uh, that'd be one, one of the first things. <laughs> no, that's really yeah, but cool. Yeah, sure, I love really that. Cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Like, like you're saying about the UK, we still do have that sort of like stiff upper lip culture where it's like, well, if you're struggling, you bury it. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't talk about it. You don't seek help. Uh, and and, and it, as, as a, a lot of you know, us will know that, um, you know, the male suicide rates especially are just yeah. so high. And it's kind of like, you've got to look at that and just wonder why and, and i know that we were kind of talking about it if, if you do look at it in the running sense it's like well you know if, if your mind is only thinking about one thing mm-hmm. you've got to structure your life so that that's your release like yeah. th- this is what you do on the daily and it's sort of and, and like you said it's it it is that mental health where it's like you know kind of what your structure is how you deal with certain things opposed to like oh i I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not running very well right now. Yeah. I'm going to go run like 30 miles extra next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I really love that because I just feel like a lot of times I see people maybe trapped in like ways of thinking, like even with like my mom, for example, like I feel like a lot of times she gets trapped in like the thought loop of like, um, like the mundane, I would say like the things that you're taught to believe. And she like has issues that I can clearly resolve in my mind and like figure out how to work through for her but I mean I can't do that for her she has to do her stuff and so like if she had the awareness to be able to overcome those issues on her own like that would be so phenomenal but like it's so hard to teach that and allow that to be known and I think that like mental strengthening health whatever Bashir wants to phrase it maybe not health but like strengthening yeah because the strengthening might help you with the health when you can kind of deliberate and overcome and, and figure out everything and address it in the right way. Um, personally for me though, my answer to the question, mine is relative to where I am right now. I would say like, I think that in LA there's like a huge homelessness issue and it's something that like really gets to me. And like, Uh, especially since so many of these homeless people like have mental health issues or drug addictions and like it's very clear to see just by walking around the streets that like many of them are like talking to themselves or like really struggling and it it really just like hurts me um and not just the homelessness but like i think the like uh like systemic um like um what is it uh like i guess like poorness i I can't find the word for it like you know (laughs) like that's the word but yeah yeah no it's not the word it's not the word i just couldn't find it Um, but like i think yeah, poverty. I like. I just think that like poverty is an incredibly hard issue to address, and throwing money at it isn't the solution. But I think yeah. that finding a way to create a little bit more equality would be great, just because like so many people live below a standard that we believe to be the standard. Like yeah. the standard is actually much lower than like I've always perceived it to be. And once you realize that so few people actually have a thousand dollars in their bank account, like that's when you realize like oh shoot, like there actually is a larger problem here, and like you know, of course, like 
at least probably like us, I believe we were like fortunate to not have to worry about that necessarily. But um, like, it's something that I think is really pressing in my mind and just like seeing the homelessness here really like impacts me. Like I, like I always try and do something like one day I was seeing this guy like picking these leaves, leaves off a bush and eating them. And I was like, this man should not be eating these leaves off this bush. Like, I don't think that's even edible. And I was like, I was like going to run in and get like a Red Bull to like charge up to edit a video. And I like sprint into that store and I just get him like a loaf of bread and some water and like, and I just bring it out to him. And I was just like, here, like, don't, don't eat these leaves. Like, just eat this, please. And like, he was like so grateful. And it was crazy to see because like, he clearly just didn't have the money to go in and buy like a loaf of bread, which is just so sad to see, you know? And like, that's and the like the, the level. Yeah, no, exactly. And the likelihood is that there is no, that there's nothing in place for you know people who are struggling like that to get out of that there's no yeah there's not enough mm -hmm. systems that are you know trying to trying to bring those people up and help them and like you say because i i can imagine that you're in you know a relatively wealthy area where you are right now and it's like yeah. that split between between having so much money and then having nothing it's quite frightening that they can be living in such similar places and it's but I, I, I don't know, man. World, yeah. world's, a, world's a scary place. Right. Yeah, what definitely. about you guys for your, for your own question? Obviously, I feel like me and Zach took it uncharacteristically deep. We're not normally saints. But like, <laughs> what would you guys do, Don, if it's, if it's cars? That, like, I, I'm just interested to know. Go for Alfie. Oh, okay. Doing it to me. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta Love give it away. Throw each other under the bus. <laughs> so, I, I feel like both of your answers were definitely two of mine because it was today actually. Um, I had basically had this like can. It's called nourishment. It's basically got. It's like a milkshake, but it's got all your vitamins, all your minerals, like so many different vitamins and minerals in this like one pound twenty. I'm not sure what that converts to in dollars, but it's like one sixty mm. or something. And you could just drink it and you had pretty much all your nutrition for the whole day in that can. And oh, wow. my girlfriend was like, why don't they use these as a, like a way to sort of fight obviously mal malnourishment in a more global scale. So I think that's a big one for me is just obviously mm -hmm. homelessness as well, but also like people not getting the correct nutrition people. So many people a year die of like obesity, heart disease, but also of, hunger related things and malnutrition right. so i think that's a big thing what needs to uh, somehow change is obviously sort of trying to get a bigger like a better setup where people can actually have access to the right foods and also the right knowledge of what foods to have as well i feel like that's very important um but without obviously stealing one of your answers i'd probably say <laughs> i think better like equality of in infrastructure across different countries like third world mm -hmm. countries and stuff like that i'd probably say better education i guess it's quite a cliche answer because it's what obviously it's the obvious but yeah just improved infrastructure in third world countries um because obviously like emerging economies like india for example will obviously they're sending rockets to like mars and stuff now so it's in a short space of time they've grown as an economy so much mm -hmm. it's it shows that how much potential we're actually missing like globally from these countries mm -hmm. so yeah i'd say that what about you rory I'd, I'd say one of the big things for me would be ensuring like a healthy wealth distribution um, and, th and, that, and that can be pretty inherent in different uh, like governments in different worlds all over, all over the place. I mean, I think there's, there's a lot of governments that actually have a lot of money. 
and they aren't giving back to the people the way they need to be uh, or their government regimes are you know actually making life so much worse for their own people it's kind of mind-blowing to like read about and and see uh it's one of the big things is you know those those kind of governments in those countries who just like aren't aren't distributing mm. wealth and and it's just you know ridiculous levels of corrupt uh sorting those countries out to be first and make sure that everyone's you know catered for the way that they need to be and they have the opportunities um i think like i mean we i live you know a, a relatively privileged life like in in the grand scheme of things and, and you know alfie i know that we both do um and especially at the moment with um a lot of the sort of the the human rights uh acts and all that sort of stuff in the moment it's like just educating people on other people i, I think that's such a huge huge thing that just to develop an understanding of right this person feels like this and this is what they've gone through um, and and just having that understanding within the community so pushing that in like in terms of education would be great because i feel right. like as i mean i think our generation are doing a much better job of things i think a lot of the you know the sort of um older cultures and the the, the viewpoints are still ingrained to some people but i think as a whole with everyone's trying harder to make things better for everyone and make things equal which is great to see but i just think you know more, more can always be done more has to be done and hopefully those kind of a lot a lot of the human rights and things that are going on at the moment are just kind of they should be second nature to people it shouldn't be a question like it it shouldn't be an argument it should, it's not an argument like it, it's not um and, and for the sake of people just being difficult about it and i, I know know everyone's entitled to their viewpoint but you know when sometimes it's just like it's just wrong like your view's just wrong mm -hmm. I, I, yeah. <laughs> you've always got to be open to a conversation but like there's certain things where it's like just educate yourself man i got really deep and long there sorry that was a rant i, <laughs> I felt like that. we all did <laughs> yeah no that's good that's good <laughs> it's good it's good that question was to incite i feel like mm -hmm. to like bring that out of us of us yeah, One thing, sure. like, uh, another question I have for you guys, like, just interest-wise is, given that you guys are kind of like a parent out there in the UK doing your thing, me and Zach are out here doing our thing. One thing that I've really had a lot on my mind, and I'm just going to ask it as opposed to just say it, is just, so you guys are, like, really young, young in quotation marks, like, we're all about the same age. Um, I feel like as young people, we're normally we're normally kind of developed to think things are the way they are, right? Like flow track is flow track. Oh shoot, maybe I shouldn't say that. Okay, anyway, flow track is flow track. Like you're not supposed we, to think of a way to. <laughs> yeah, you're not the you're not supposed to to think of a way to have a better flow track. Like you guys aren't supposed to go and reach out to people across the ocean. How did you guys overcome that barrier and be like, no, nah, we're just gonna do whatever we want? Like Zach is not supposed to drop out of school and live in a van. Like, like, nah, screw it. I got y'all. So just what's been your kind of ways to be like, no, like we're doing what we feel like doing. Cause I'm sure people are like, whoa, that's weird. You guys shouldn't be doing this. I'm I'll definitely answering this first Rory. So you, you, you go for it. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Well, for, for us, it's irritating to see corporations make a lot of money when they're not doing a very good job. Um, again not naming any names from the uk but there are certain corporations who 
need to be giving back a bit more to the sport and could be doing a better job and we feel like we can you know do that better than they can but I think more more so than anything it's just it's just kind of annoying you want to read something you want to watch something it's like well no you have to you have to pay for this and although I know like you know not everything can be free but some, sometimes it's kind of a joke that you're, that you're charging this much for mm. this um and we know that like not everyone can pay those prices so why just like stick a huge label on information that does not need to be charged for um so I think for us a, a lot of it is that we just we do want that alternative to the bigger corporations who are making a lot of money for it and actually having a sort of on a level understanding like we're in that world right now we're racing now we're you know all that sort of stuff i think as well okay i think from a sort of like you, you're talking about how we're not supposed to be doing this like obviously mm-hmm. zach again it's like not a norm for someone to drop out of college and then live the dream traveling around the country in a van <laughs> doing what they want to do but i think we're educated from a very young age the whole education system is teaching us to how to work for someone how to work for a businessman or a businesswoman or anyone or a large corporation or anything and i think people need to break out of that norm and realize they shouldn't just settle for having like being taught how to work for someone they go through like 20 years of education just being taught how to work for a company and i feel like that's it's just the wrong way of looking at things and you you're young now you need to do things while you're young to have things set up for when you're older. So it's sort of a no-brainer. And I know a lot of people sort of think everything's really unrealistic and they can't mm-hmm. achieve anything. But I didn't, I didn't think six months ago we'd be sitting here right now. Like I DM'd Zach last year before I even started Trackster talking yeah. about like training programs and stuff and like starting a business. And that was just my nature because you need to try. And that's what it is. So Definitely. you just need to do what you want to do and there's no better opportunity than now to do that sorry if i didn't uh respond to that one i i'm I'm pretty bad about the whole responding thing uh i actually actually always feel bad oh i did oh my gosh oh this is a a blessing you emailed me and dm'd me actually so wow oh my gosh well that's incredible wow oh my gosh claps to the old zach (laughs) <laughs> I, I actually am shocked because i actually have the largest issue with responding to messages like i just got a new phone or like the same phone but like again just because like apple can stuff and like i already have like 200 unread messages piled up and it's been like three weeks so i have like a, a big issue with that so i felt bad almost but then now i feel good wow this is a good yeah. change of event it was a long long email <laughs> as well so <laughs> I'll send it to you afterwards. Thank you. So you can have a real idea <laughs> how your old self was constructing business. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Um, um, so we kind of we, we did have some sort of less deep questions as well because I feel like we've really gone to the ends there, which mm-hmm. is really <laughs> cool. I mean, it, 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 it's really cool to hear you guys talk about it as well, especially from like you guys being in the US, us being in yeah. the UK. The Absolutely. values are similar, but you know we we are in different places which i think is really cool but um yeah i guess one of the questions we did have was what is kind of like your most embarrassing story and obviously you guys are you've been to college in the u.s you're traveling around your van <laughs> I, I imagine you have a ton of stories so i don't know if you can think of any that can uh that can feature on the pod but 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, some things can't feature on the pod. I don't have, like, I don't know, from college and, like, from the time in the van, embarrassing is hard to necessarily pinpoint. Um, yeah. I've had, like, a lot of, like, funny and interesting situations. Yeah. But, like, if you want an embarrassing story, the most embarrassing moment of my life, I, I remember that one. If you want to hear that. Yeah. This is, this is going to sound true. low level because, I mean, I've come a long way from this point. But back in the day when I was, like, six years old, uh, I guess younger, like four years old. I remember this vividly. Like, this is a vivid memory. This I used to always, like, sleep in these pajama shorts and pajama shirt. Like, and they're, they're just, like, they clearly look like pajamas. Um, and I remember sleeping in them. And one day, I guess, like, I, you know, I dressed up for preschool and went to preschool. And at my preschool, we had, like, swimming lessons every day. Like, this is a thing. And it actually is great because it made me a good swimmer, which I'm very fortunate for. But yeah it was time to change out for swimming lessons and everybody was, you know, getting naked in the room, whatever, changing out. And I'm taking off my clothes. And I realized that I was wearing my like bedtime clothes still uh, underneath the clothes. And nah. I don't know why, but it was the most embarrassing moment of my entire life. And I just remember quickly like stripping them off and acting like I was not wearing clothes underneath my clothes. And then I got ready for swimming and then went swimming. It's, it's kind of anticlimactic, but I just remember that as one of the most vivid moments of embarrassment in my entire life. Like, I've never been as embarrassed as I was in that weird random moment. Yeah, man, <laughs> like when you're a kid, it's, it's scary because, right. I mean, I mean right. kids are scary. Like, it's like when, you, when you're young, <laughs> it's like, it's, that's an intimidating moment. You don't know who's going right. right. to see it, who's going to kind of catch who's you Who's going to be like, this dude wears his pajamas to preschool. What's up with that? Like, that's weird. Back, yeah, exactly. It's a tough well, one to come back to. My most embarrassing <laughs> moment is also definitely when I was a kid. Because recently, I started to just delete embarrassment as an emotion. Yeah, I process. feel that as well, Bashir. Mm, yeah, <laughs> ah, whatever, whatever. But this is way before then. It was like, so you, we all know belts, right? Guys yeah. and girls listening, we're all, we all know belts. So to kind of explain it, you know how you put the belt around, you put it through the buckle, and then normally you just loop it through the other loops? Yeah. Got right? As a kid, I used to have like the loose belts and I would not loop it through the other loops. So I just like let it flop out my shirt, right? <laughs> so so I think this is like second grade. This is like many, many years ago. I'm wearing some ridiculous outfit. I got the belt. I got the loop coming out through my shirt. And it's probably an extra foot or something, right? Um, <laughs> of, like I'm looking goofy. Your karate belt's like, drooping down. <laughs> literally. But, like, I don't process it because that's just how I always did. I'm not processing. That's how I'm dressing. And there's some school assembly for something. And I come up, and I was a shy kid back in the day. I come up, and I am talking for this school assembly. I'm, like, probably, like, six, probably around the same age. And while I'm talking, everyone's giving me these strange looks. People are, like, laughing. I'm, like, weird. I'm, like, weird, weird, weird. I'm, like, whatever, though. Uh, I put the mic down, sit down. I leave, and my friends come to me instantly. When the assembly's done, they're, like, dude. I'm like, what? Like, like, dude, that was not good. I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, from a distance. Oh, no. None of us thought you had pants on. Oh, man. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, you were just talking and like turning left and right and your belt loop was, I don't want to be too graphic for the audience, but like the belt loop was just like going back and forth and we were dying laughing. Like, dude, like the girls were not, they did not like that. 
in my face. <laughs> I was like, oh. And I just I can imagine remember that. that. <laughs> and since that day, I always, I always put the belt right in. If it did not go right in, I was not wearing it. But that was a rough <laughs> moment in my childhood. It was, it was a lesson. That, that's molding you to the that. person you are today. It's molding me into the chic, stylish, you know. That, that emotional <laughs> Definitely. That's hilarious. It's, I, I feel like embarrassment, um, especially to the three guys I'm talking to, because this is kind of part of the last question, how do you guys break the norm? And you three are definitely people that do that. I'm coming around to it, but you three definitely do it. You can't really be that type of person who gets embarrassed and do the things you guys are doing. Like, yeah. you can't start a Inger Britson fan account and be worried about what people are thinking about you. <laughs> no one would like, find that that was me. That was, that was on the locks. Yeah. <laughs> Alfie cuts that one out. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't let Alfie cut edit that. this one. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely. I feel like um, that emotion, like, has slipped out from my, like, ability like or like i just can't be embarrassed anymore like i feel like a lot of different weird emotions have just slipped out of my wheelhouse and i've become not desensitized to a lot of things but i feel like i've become more pure to just like happiness sadness like excitement like just almost refined down to just the core mm-hmm. the core like values of like emotion what's another emotion that's been erased zach from for you Love. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> My man is no. cold-hearted. <laughs> no. Um, let me think. I don't know. Like, I think that like fear um, has been starting to get removed. Like, not completely because obviously you need to have some level of fear. But like, I think a lot of my mental barriers I used to have towards like fear um, has like kind of dropped and allowed me to do things that maybe I wouldn't have done in the past just by like believing that it's not as bad as I would think it to be. Like, I think a great example of that would be like, I love the ocean and I love surfing. Um, but I, I think I used to have like a fear of like bigger waves. Like, I don't know. I got swept up in one when I was younger and like held under for a little bit. And when I started surfing, I had this like fear. Um, and this is somewhat to just like desensitization by doing it more. But like nowadays, like, I'll go into the water and like, I might have a slight, slight twinge of it and I'll just disregard it as like, I know I'm safe. Like, I know I can handle this. Like, and I just realized that like, I don't need to be fearful of this. And like, it's really like dropped a lot of barriers. And I feel like I can go into many situations, whether it's social or um, like something like surfing and just not have barriers as much as other people do like especially coming into social conversations and social interactions like a lot of times you can have these barriers of fear like what are people going to think of me all this stuff but if you just go in and just be yourself like although that sounds so cliche and so silly um, if you literally can do that and embody it then in a lot of cases like people will really take you for who you are and like you can just give people who you are and if they don't like you they don't like you and if they do then you have a new friend and so like I just kind of go into new situations like this is me how's it going yeah that's (laughs) that's the best way of living man there's there's no way you know it's no good way to live when you're stressing about you know oh what does this person think of me how am I going to react to this all Mm -hmm. that sort of stuff I mean I was I don't say relatively quiet before I started working in like the coffee place that I work now Mm, but like I was not as confident in just talking to anyone kind of thing like straight away and just when you know when new new customers kind of come in every day and 
and that sort of stuff. And you just kind of create conversations. You have to create conversations yeah. with people that are walking through the door. For me, that was huge. And being able to then just kind of conversate. Like I was still scared of doing a podcast or an intimidating yeah. thing when you're starting out because it's like, oh my God, someone's going to be yeah. listening to my voice. And what if I sound cringy and all this sort of stuff? And then it's like, well, you know, if, if people like that, then then it is but i i i'm i'm grateful for the whole thing because it's just helped confidence and it's it's made i think it's given me and alfie a lot of new skills yeah, as well completely yeah i completely agree that first podcast with craig craig engels i just i didn't say anything i think i said about oh. 10 words for the whole podcast mm-hmm. so oh my god they were valuable 10 words alfie and don't let anyone tell you different well half of them got cut <laughs> out <laughs> That's a good then, first guest to get yeah, Craig yeah. on. Yeah, did you guys just jump into podcasting or did you like, so did you just call Craig one day and said, okay, we're podcasting now or did you do any practice, any structure? That feels like it would have been hard, hard, no practice. hard. Straight into it. it. It was panic stations, to be honest, because we DM'd him and we were like, he yo, um, just, yeah, he didn't reply to be fair at first. We were like, yo, can we just like have a have a zoom call with you if you're not busy we can just chat and see like what we can do together because it wasn't necessarily just going to be a podcast and craig like <laughs> hops on this zoom call in like indiana mm. in his van he has like <laughs> disco lights going on above his head he was just like super easy to talk to and it's cool because you know obviously to us like we look up to him because like loki in the well, i mean not loki but in the athletics well he's a celebrity and oh, to yeah. us, Completely. he is so to be able to just like talk to him while he's in his van with some disco lights on and then be like, well, you know what, let's just, let's just do a podcast. And, and that's, that's literally the way that, the way that it went. Wow. That's so sweet. Craig is an incredibly approachable guy. Uh, like my only experience with him was like at Nike campus. I'd like texted him one time before coming in and like being on campus in Portland. And um, I was like, yo, like we should like shoot a video or something. I, I don't know. I was just like, it'd be cool to link up with him. And um, he was like, yeah, dude, for sure. Here's my number. Like text me when you're coming in and stuff. And I was like, what? I was like, this is crazy from like a great pro runner, super cool dude. Right. And I meet him and he's just exactly how Craig is. Like he just was Craig and just so himself that he had like no barrier and like, like that really showed me like that you can just be yourself and people will take you for who you are. And if you are consistent across the board, then you are you. And like, it was, it was really cool to see that because he really is just so inviting and so like personal with you, I'd say. People are just more investable when they are genuinely, you know, when they're firstly, when they're genuine people and then when they're genuinely yeah. nice people as well, like it just makes you, you want to attach yourself to those guys more and, and, and appreciate that they're around mm-hmm. and stuff because, there's a, you know, there's still a lot of athletes who don't quite have that ego balance, right? It's like Craig could have some crazy ego where, you know, he's not a likable person, but the dude's just like so chill. He's funny and, and it, it, he's just kind of cool for the sport. And uh, yeah. Alfie, I believe you had another question. Yeah, so obviously we, obviously we jumped on the podcast with Craig and it was quite difficult to actually look at the zoom call and see craig engels on zoom wheels without actually like just <laughs> freezing so i was wondering obviously you two obviously on the racing scene but also obviously sort of on the social media scene have you ever been like starstruck with like when you're meeting someone or like overwhelmed by anything you've done before i answer i'm just gonna quickly add some more time onto the parking meter i'll be right back you can just no like cut this really quickly all right, cool. This is funny. That's too funny. 
<laughs> this call's this call's only got five minutes left as well. Right. He's this is the clutch time he's taking. It, it's all good. We it's, we believe. We believe. <laughs> we believe. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's funny because like uh Zach is always traveling and meeting all these people. But then I do the podcast and I'm like kind of just in college and I always like I'm kind of sucked into like situations like even meeting you guys is like awesome yeah and like I I low-key know what he's about to say we'll see I don't know if he'll say this but before he comes back I think he's gonna say because he saw uh Drake and Travis Scott once in front of his eyes he didn't meet them but he saw them if I had to bet what Zach is gonna say I think he might say that but I'm gonna be wrong I might be wrong that's just Ooh, I know that's pretty crazy and if he says that I'm not gonna answer the question because as Drake and Travis Scott. That's crazy. Oh my God, that would be, being close to those dudes would be ridiculous. I like, know. Don't come to the UK enough. It's annoying. Mm, I, right. I've seen Travis Scott live at an out, outdoor um, concert, which was just like... What was it like for Astroworld? What album was it for? Yeah, it was Astroworld. Was it crazy? Um, Isn't that crazy? Like, they say it's crazy. It was, it was, it was ridiculous. Like, I mean, my, my friend actually... Um, so he was ill um, uh. a couple of years ago, and he he had to um, basically lose the lower half of, of his left leg, which was, you know, it was, uh. it was horrible, and it was really tough to go through. We were at Travis Scott. Dude had, like, he was getting used to his prosthetic at the time, and he was just going for it, like, throwing his crutch like, into moffits and stuff, and it Dang. was, like, it was so live, though. Like, tra- Travis Scott, like, was just mad. Oh, that's mad. crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> All right, Zach, you you can answer the questions. Yes. Um, so for me, like, I don't know, I've met a lot of really interesting people that I kind of been starstruck by. But I think the biggest moment of like, holy crap, like this is like insane was one time I was like on a run and I saw something that was like Casey Neistat-esque. It was his like electric bike. And I was like, holy shoot. I was like, wait, 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 that like might be Casey. And then I put together that he might be in the surf because I was right on the bike path. that was right near the water. And, um, basically like I scouted out Casey and I ended up meeting Casey Neistat. And that was the craziest experience I've ever had because like I've looked up to him for so many years and I watched every single one of his videos, all of his vlogs. And the moment that I met him was just like the craziest culmination of everything in which like he had just moved to LA. I was just getting to LA there were so many things coming together and like he inspired me not necessarily to start my youtube channel but like to some degree he inspired the lifestyle i now live and he inspired me to make videos which allowed me to drop out of college which allowed me to buy the van which allowed me to get here which allowed me to sit with you guys and he kind of was the like the the jumping point like the the point of like starting and um to meet him was just so insane and i think it was just like one of the craziest experiences of my entire life i was i was i was so jittery i was just like uh, casey <laughs> I, I wouldn't even know how to approach that like casey i know yeah. it sounds like it sounds quite cliche to say that he is like one of like my favorite youtubers ever especially mm-hmm. but like yeah he is one of the best youtubers of all time like he's one of the greatest people i can stand behind that yeah yeah like, he's a he's an og more as well but. he's the og he really he really brought around the platform and mm-hmm. oh my gosh like the admiration i have for him and like it was just oh my gosh one of the crazy I, i'd met like i met another famous youtuber like literally two days before in a grocery store and 
Um, and I'd like been a big fan of him. Fun for Louis. He's from the UK. Um, Louis Cole. Yeah. And I had met him and I had been like my, my, mildly starstruck, like not really at all because like, I don't know, like sometimes I can see people as people, like almost every human I can see as a person. But for some reason, Casey was just like such a person that I only saw online. Like I could only imagine online seeing him in person. The juxtaposition was like, Oh my God, like, this is actually him. This is actually the dude. It's it actually looked just like him. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's, that's crazy. Um, so petty and probably doesn't sound embarrassing at all, but a customer walked into the shop today uh, and I was like just vibing to a song and I was like dancing to myself behind the counter like in front of the coffee machine. They then were just like, oh, um, hi. Hadn't realised there was someone behind me, so they are just watching me dance like just vibing by myself yeah and i went through a mixture of saying hello and hey and ended up saying hey really loud like you saying <laughs> hey it reminded me i wanted to cry really. <laughs> that's hilarious Nah, sometimes i i feel that like when you're caught off guard and you just like yell something you're like oh shoot like i just said <laughs> oh my gosh like 100 uh. <laughs> percent, and that's oh god i'm cringy back at that but like you said Shouldn't, we shouldn't be getting embarrassed about stuff. My embarrassing <laughs> moment, Rory, is on every podcast getting confused for being a 16-year-old. <laughs> yeah, that, how, how old would you have assumed that we were, by the way? We ask everyone this because we always get weird, like, not weird answers, but different answers. I would guess, like, 21, 22. Both of us? Fair play. Or would you say Yeah, I feel like you guys both are. I feel like you guys both are. Like, I feel like pretty easily. So, Rory, maybe like one one year older, one year older, I would say. So, <laughs> so Rory, Rory's technically two years old, two years younger than me, if you count birth years. So he's yeah, born yeah. in two thousand one. I'm nineteen ninety nine. So I'm I'm twenty wow, still. And Rory's Rory, are you are you eighteen? I'm nineteen. Nineteen. There we go. Wow. So that's crazy. And then you're you're twenty, Avi, or twenty one. Yeah. 20 uh 21 in september 20. so oh, everyone, very cool. very everyone cool. thinks i'm 16 though so yeah that's hilarious i'll be 21 in november so i'm right there with you oh, uh 29th of november right near the end right near the end basically december, oh, baby. basically sweet sweet but november is a cool month <laughs> now we have to hear bashir's okay. bashir let's hear your most yeah. uh Star Trek moment. Okay. So this moment is actually not going to be starstruck. Like, that's how, not how I'm exactly approaching it. But for me, kind of my sophomore year, the whole postseason of running, like, obviously, I hate to bring it back to running, but this, I took a lot of takeaways from it. Just since I got better, I started going to better meets, like postseason meets, regional meets, national meets. And obviously, there's no, like, celebs at these meets, but just seeing times like when you see great guys and great guys are competing all you know is their times and like in your mind they just become those times and to me there are just so many people who i was like wow this is a that 145 guy or this is the 350 whatever guy and being able to either race them or hang out with them at the meet or hang out with them like otherwise in those periods of three weeks last year really was like oh every single person i think is just a time every single person that i think is just fast is actually a person. And for me, that's just made me realize like behind everything you see, there's people behind it. And that's kind of why I was big on the mental health. Cause like 
bring it back. Like people would look at a LeBron James and be like, oh, he's just an animal. But to me, I'm like, actually, like there's a real person who has going through all those things. And you guys on the surface might be just an account, but no, like now we're talking to you as people. And so even though there's no starstruck moment, whenever I were to meet someone in the future, I'm gonna like really be like, oh, everyone is a human at the end of the day. So kind of like how Zach was saying, but for me, I kind of experienced that, but just seeing people that I've heard about and never seen. Definitely. No, that's, that's so true. I kind of, it, there's like one of my favorite saying is like, until your like idols become your rivals. So like when right. I started running, uh, there's so many guys that I just looked up to and like I literally dreamt like basically being. Yeah, look at Alfie. Look at Alfie. <laughs> I, look at that man right there. That's who I wanted to be. And then, but like you genuinely grow up and then you, you know, you, you might get slightly better or whatever. And then you start to meet them and then suddenly they become like some of your best friends. Yeah. I mean, for me, not to big up his ego because I do not want to do that. But for like Josh Lay <laughs> and Luke Duffy, who, who are two guys from the UK, when I started, they were at the top of the game and I was, you know, nowhere near. And now I've, I've moved up to that level and I'm really good friends with them. I'm going to be living near them next year. And it's just, mm. it's really weird that, that you know them before they've even heard of you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was like crazy because when we were, when we were in Boulder last time, um, there were like a bunch of big names. Like when, when I was younger, like when I was still in high school, like Cooper Tier and Rebound that I was always like, dang, like Rebound, so crazy, broke four in high school and all that stuff. And yeah. this time around in Boulder, like they were in town and we ended up hanging out with them and going to a couple like events with them. And it was super cool because like it was finally a time where like now, you know, I'd always looked up to them. And like, I remember racing Reed one time at pre-nuts. Um, and just this time around, like, we were on level playing fields. Like, we were both mm. just humans. And it was really cool to see, like, kind of that shift where it was, like, like I, I, it's not that I don't have no reason. Like, I don't have any reason to look up to them because they are incredibly fast. But I think, yeah. like, you know, just on a person-to-person level, I was looking at them as a human not, and not as their times and what yeah. they had done, which is incredible. Like, I, I love that shift where you just, like, you change mm. over a bit. And I think that's, like, a really, like, monumental moment. Yeah, and it's such a good point to just say that there are there are people behind it, and I think that you know you guys are, are doing that massively, and and so is Ben Crawford with with people yeah. like Cooper. Because a lot of people just see Cooper as like, wow, he's run this right. time, and but it's like you you look at him, the dude's goofy, like yeah. he's hilarious, <laughs> such a nice Definitely. guy, but like he says these things in the vlogs and whatever, and it's just it's just funny. It's just nice to see that you know that the personalities behind because you kind of sometimes you don't see the personalities behind mm-hmm. the best runners but ha- having that sort of that inside access that you know you wouldn't have otherwise and seeing seeing those guys trains really mm-hmm. really cool and it ties kind of everything we've talked about honestly in the last the whole podcast together just being kind of younger and people are telling you not to do things or like mental health or poverty when you just realize that there's people behind everything you see like no one is just a stat it actually can change everything like Zach was kind of saying, being on the level playing field with the guys we were talking to, when you realize that if the playing field is not level, there's never a reason. It's just because you think that it's not level. All it is a switch. Like, oh, yeah, what's up? Um, it's just it's just like was a profound thing to happen to me recently. And I think that everyone is kind of seeing that. Yeah, no, definitely. It's like, it's like some imaginary hierarchy where it's like if you see them at a race, you can't approach them yeah. because they are who they are. It's like you yeah. can't say hello to these people because – because this is the category they fit into. But it's like, well, no, we're all, everyone's people. Everyone, mm-hmm. Everyone's up for talking. You know, most people are up for talking. Most people have 
personalities that you weren't expecting or all that sort of stuff i don't know because there's still people in the uk that i'm just like mad looking up to mm-hmm. even, even like who are just a couple like a year or two older than me and it's like yeah mad. but that's that's the thing about being hungry though there's always something to yeah. like to, to get because it's like well i'm happy with where i'm at but i'm not i'm not happy enough to stay here i want to beat that person and i want to be doing better than them kind of thing and all that sort of stuff. I cannot wait for racing to get back to normal Absolutely. though. Life is hella weird mm-hmm. at the moment. Yeah, makes yeah, training just, like harder. Yeah, say, you're like, saying of uh, me, Zach. Okay, Zach, you go. <laughs> no, no, Zach, you go. You go. <laughs> You've got it. Oh, okay. I was just saying, like <laughs> Rory, how he said uh, the saying, "When your eyes becoming rivals." That is just one of my favorite things ever. Like <laughs> it, it just puts a drive in you to do everything and it's actually really fun because you might never reach that point or you might reach that point but regardless it can still drive you it still can be a fire completely yeah it, it's got to be man it's got to be like you've, you've got to motivate yourself to try and take take someone else's place in in the nicest way possible because in the nicest there. way possible in the nicest <laughs> way possible it's like you're doing well but like i want to do better than you and that is and in the nicest way possible it's like well you know what if, if we're not thinking like that then what are we doing kind mm-hmm. of thing uh yeah so so for me that was that was a plus i was like you know what? i'm i'm okay at the sport but like what do i want to get from it now like who who am i looking at who i want to be and it was like right i want to be these these people are running better than them that's the that's the lifestyle that i really want and then just go out there and make it happen as best as possible with whatever resources you have and however you can do it yeah definitely i thought there'd be no better way to end this podcast than obviously we were talking yesterday how there's not much beef in the running community. So <laughs> I was just wondering if you wanted to call anyone out or stir up, stir any pots, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, I can go through it. Yeah, I mean, you know, Spencer Brown and I, we've, we've gone back and forth, you know. And I just think that the boxing max, match needed to happen. You know, I've been bulking up. I've been building up my shoulder muscles, my my boxing muscles, you could say. And, you know, I just think for the running community, it would be a monumental event for Spencer and I to box. You know, I love Spencer, but, you know, we got we to gotta knock down the king of Boulder, as you would say. It's true. It's true. That, that new haircut he's got is rather intimidating. I still think. I know. We got to yeah. knock it right off his head. <laughs> yeah, you are. I'm just yeah, kidding. <laughs> no, I, I really, like, we really, like, want to start, like, fake beef. Like, not literally, like, um, who knows, like, you know, I love. I actually really do love Spencer. He's like an incredible guy and so much fun to hang out with. But it would actually be fun to kind of like start some beef with him, just just to like stir a little action. You know, we <laughs> we just think it would be fun. You know, make a little bit of drama in the running community, even if it is fake. Like nobody needs to really know that. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Um. We might be stirring that up when we're in Boulder. All right, we'll see. <laughs> uh, let's see. Who do I want to call out? You know, Zach is calling out Spencer. I got, all right, I'll call out uh, my boy Waleed. He goes to Ole Miss, you know, hometown friend, but, you know, we're rivals now. Waleed Suleiman? Suleiman, Waleed yes. Suleiman, yeah. Of course. Waleed uh, Suleiman. I'm just going to call him out on the podcast. I just want to say uh, if he ever lines up next to me on a track, not, not the cross-country <laughs> line, on a track specifically, um, <laughs> he's getting the L. He's getting a fat L brought to you from <laughs> A fat one. I'm just giving it on his forehead. That's what I'll call out. Take it as you will. Uh, but yeah, I have other names, but you know, we'll keep it for later. 
<laughs> Those are just for the personal well, uh, personal record. Sent the and Wally's listening to that because you know, at you guys, of your game. I'm gonna send them the sound bits. <laughs> oh, oh, actually, no, I got one more. I got one more. I got one more. Um, this guy, uh, recent recent rivalry, but uh, I haven't raced him yet. But when I race him, you know, it's gonna be a hot showdown. Probably gonna have to take him down. No cap. <laughs> Uh, I think he uh, he's not near me. I, I think he goes by Rory out in the UK. Got down. Uh, got down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta take this Alfie too. Alfie too. <laughs> um, Taking the boys but, uh, down. <laughs> Alright, into you know fight over the pond. I see how it is. That's good. That's right. intercontinental beef. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. Maybe a little virtual race or something. Yeah, we need to set that up as well. Um, who knows who knows who knows Alfie said that so quietly like I'm actually scared he actually yeah he was like yeah we can set that up we can set yeah. that. <laughs> Alfie's like you don't know I've been doing over quarantine <laughs> right you can't Alfie I can't see your hands Alfie's writing down for sure yeah, so you be tied where, where are you based in Virginia um, I'm in Virginia I'm in Virginia <laughs> not for long nice location. Location. I'll leave the address the in the IP chat address. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm just gonna call that flow track. Um yeah, don't even need to say anything really. It's just no. you know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sheer just dropped his address in the chat. Mm-hmm. For anybody that, that needs it. That is serious atting. That is serious adding. Serious atting. <laughs> cool Should boys. We... Right, well. It has been an absolute pleasure uh, from our end. We hope we hope that you guys have enjoyed yourself, and we haven't absolute pleasure bored you all too much. Uh, it's it's been great to get to know you guys. I know, like you said at the start, it's like we've never okay. never spoken before or anything, right. but it's been it's been cool. It's been really cool. Definitely. No, this has been incredible. I'm so glad you guys brought us on. We saw you guys submit a question in our poll, and it was like, "Come on, our podcast." And we were so stoked to see that because we were like, wait a second. And we were like, oh, shoot. Oh, my gosh. We missed all <laughs> these messages. Sure. We, said we were like, sure. definitely. We are like, we are going on this podcast as soon as we can. And it was a lot, of, a lot of figuring out because of the time differences and stuff. But I'm so glad we made it happen. And you guys are definitely going to have to come on our podcast. That is mm-hmm. for sure because you guys are so sick. Like, it was incredible meeting you guys. And for the, for the listeners, these are two incredible guys. Like, yeah. Truly, I think that like they're doing something special in the in the community, and like I'm really excited to see what unfolds. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's it's been super good. That's what the sport is about: meeting people that you wouldn't otherwise meet. And just I do want to reiterate what Zach said. We're talking about there's people behind everything. There's some real genuine people, awesome people behind Trackster. Uh, so anyone who's just following the account and may not be following them, just know that that account and everything is in good hands. It's run by great people. Oh man, we appreciate that so much. And we, we reciprocate those feelings. We know that your personalities, you know, are already out there and people are already investing in you guys personality wise. And we hope that we can, you know, we can kind of follow your footsteps in what you guys are doing as well. So thank you. Thank you. Sweet. Incredible.